Welcome to the Forsaken Film Review Podcast. My name is Paul, and I'm also known as the Bowtied Blogger Forsaken Ferret. In each episode of this podcast, I look at a movie using my scene method. And this week, I use my method to examine 1973's independent horror film, Don't Look in the Basement. And with this step, you enter the nightmare world of terror. Judge Cayman, whose iron self-control hides the urge to kill. Harriet, a mother's love, twisted into the malignant shape of evil. The sergeant, living in the hell of an aimless war, fighting a battle within himself that he lost long ago. Allison, in a desperate need for love, an obsession that could drive her to murder. Danny, whose sense of humor triggers a violent act of revenge. Dr. Masters, who has her own idea of the gentle art of healing. And Charlotte, who left the world of sanity and security only to be trapped in the nightmare world of madness, a nightmare she cannot escape. They all met on the day the insane took over the asylum. Don't look in the basement. From Hallmark Releasing Corporation, rated R. Don't Look in the Basement was originally titled The Forgotten, It is a story written by Tim Pope, who is probably more known for directing than writing. Pope drew inspiration for his story from Edgar Allan Poe's The System of Dr. Tarr and Professor Feather. In both stories, we see an observer looking at a unique method of curing mental illness and then finding out a frightening truth about the hospital at the end of the story. The story takes place at Stephen's Asylum, where the doctors use a method of curing mental illness, which avoids punishing patients. The inmates are not locked in their room and are allowed to roam the sanitarium freely. More importantly, the head doctor, Dr. Stevens, encourages the patients to work through their fantasies instead of trying to fit within our standard of reality. As a result, The audience is given many different and unique characters to explore in this film. One of these characters is Sam, a patient which Dr. Stevens lobotomized years before. It was the incident that most likely led to the doctor changing his style of healing. Sam is played by Bill McGee. McGee gives Sam a childlike innocence which you grow to like. Another character which has acted well is Judge Oliver W. Cameron, played by Gene Ross. The judge is a character who sets in motion the events of the story by hitting Dr. Stevens with an axe during his rehabilitation session. He tries to be noble, but is constantly being tempted to follow his impulses instead. There is also a mothering character named Harriet, played by Camilla Carr, She thinks that she has a child with her, but really doesn't. They are all, in fact, dolls, which she cares for as if they were real. There are also two characters suffering from different forms of PTSD. 
One is an ex-soldier named Jaffrey, played by Hugh Fegan. He is living a war that he has never left from. The other characters call him Sergeant as a result. The other character with PTSD is Allison King, played by Betty Chandler. She's a nymphomaniac who craves love because of the horrible pattern of meeting and losing men throughout her life. Her interactions with the judge and the telephone repairman are some of my favorite moments in the film. There's also Miss Collingham and Jennifer, played by Ray McAdams and Harriet Warren, respectively. And my least favorite character, Danny, played by Jesse Kirby. Danny is such a horrible individual, and he likes to play pranks on the other inmates. It's just very difficult to like a character such as him. We also have Annabelle McAdams as Dr. Masters and Rosie Holotic as the new hire, Nurse Beale. Beale is the character which represents the story's observer. We see the story and learn about what's happening mostly as it unravels before her. Don't Look in the Basement is directed by S.F. Brownrigg, who's directed films like Don't Hang Up and Scum of the Earth. Brownrigg is an often overlooked director known for featuring films with dark emotional plots and twist endings. And Don't Look in the Basement is probably one of his better works. The cinematography is handled by Robert Alcott. I liked his use of close-up face shots in the film it really catches the reactions and emotions of the characters, and we get to see the insanity in some of their eyes as well. I also felt that Jill Edmonds' makeup and Jack Bennett's special effects deliver a decent showing here as well. Nuance-wise, I wasn't really that terrified by the film. The title and promotion suggest that there is something potentially dangerous in the basement, but the danger was truly all around. We see patients taking over the asylum, but we ultimately sympathize with them. Now, I thought I had guessed everything that was going to happen by the end of Act 1, but there was still a surprise at the end that I didn't expect, so that did somewhat re-energize my emotions uh, for the home stretch of the film. This movie is a slow burner, though. Action really doesn't pick up until the final act. It will appeal to audiences looking for character-driven stories, though, or maybe a classic Poe-esque horror. When critics talk about older horror films not trying to get you with jump scares, this is the type of movie that they're referring to. This film doesn't try to frighten you directly. It wants to instead horrify you after you've left. It wants you to question just how sane people around you truly are. And with that... Let's take a brief break, and when I get back, I'll give you my scene category scores, as well as my overall rating for the film. I'll see you in a few. Now use the axe, Judge. Listen to me, Judge. Use the axe, Judge. Go ahead, Judge. Use the axe. Use it. Again, Judge. Once more again. Strike out. Harder, Judge! Now again! That's it, Judge! Hit it again! And again! Strike it! Strike it! Dr. Stevens, I must speak to you. Yes? What is it, Jane? He's doing very well tonight. Can you sense how each stroke reaches down, freeing some part of his conflict? Perhaps just a cell or two of the unconscious brain, yet he's reaching it. 
reach for it, Judge. Dr. Stevens. Yes. Doctor, I've come to a decision about, about all this. I just can't take it any longer. Harriet threatened me again tonight. I'm leaving. I, well, you said you had someone else coming out tonight, someone to help. I can't accept that decision, Janie. You're a professional. I won't allow you to do it. Put it down, Judge! I am one sick puppy. If you like things that go bump in the night that you don't have to pay by the hour, check out the Dead as Hell Horror Podcast. Horror movie and comic book news and reviews at deadashellhp.com or deadashellhp on Stitcher, iTunes, Blackberry, and Zoom. Excuse me, what are you doing? Are you looking for porn again? No. Well, what is that I see? It's not porn. It's the badassboobsandbodycounts.com website. I happen to be looking at the reviews in the boobs section of the site. They have a section of the site dedicated to boobs? Yes, they do. They cover exploitation films in the boobs category, action films in the badass category, and horror in the body counts category. What's that review you're reading now? This is Andy Sidaris's Malibu Express. See at the bottom of the review there? They list how many boobs appear in the film. In this case, it's 22 pairs. This is definitely a film I want to see. You mean just for boobs? Uh, yeah, just for boobs. What's that other option? B, B, and B, C podcast? That's the great thing about the site. If you're not into reading the reviews, you can listen to them via the web on your mobile device through iTunes and even Stitcher Smart Radio. And they cover the same types of films. Lesser known action, exploitation, and horror cinema. So yeah, to answer your question, I wasn't cruising porn. That's too bad. What's too bad? That you weren't cruising for porn. Uh, why? Because I was feeling kind of horny. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Get back here. Hey, get back here. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news, along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it. You're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video sir clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We are your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews, and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris versus Kev civil war never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome back. It's time to give you my scene category scores, as well as my overall rating for the film. For story, I give this film a 2 out of 5 rating. It is your typical drive-in horror film with elements of Poe thrown in. The film does better with characters, however. I would love to see these characters again and learn more about them as well. So I give it a 3 out of 5 for character. In execution, the film does a solid job, therefore gets an average score of 2. In nuance, however, it scores only a 1. I felt it was too predictable in places, even though it managed to give me one unexpected surprise. 
I would love to have seen more interaction between Nurse Beale and the other patients, and I also thought that a much meaner Dr. Masters would have made the nuance a little bit better. In entertainment, I give it an average score of two. I was averagely entertained throughout the 90-minute film, and it is a slow burner for sure. So, composite-wise, this film gets a 2.0 bow ties out of five. It's a solid movie, with its strongest aspect being its characters. It is worth seeing at least once. If you enjoyed this review or any of my Forsaken Film Review podcasts, be sure to hit subscribe to get the latest as they are published. To learn more about my scene method and my bowtie rating system, be sure to check out my blog at forsakenfilmreviews.wordpress.com. And if you want to hear other podcasts by potentially insane hosts, then be sure to check out the other fine shows offered at the Astro Radio Z Network. This is Paul, the Forsaken Ferret, and I'll see you next time with another Forsaken Film Review.